You're listening to Sideshow Network. Check out all of our shows at sideshownetwork.tv. So maybe you've got a great idea for a business and want to start selling your products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner looking for new customers, or maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you succeed online. Right now, GoDaddy is offering a .com domain for just $1.49. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code COMICS149. That's COMICS149 to get your $1.49.com. Some limitations apply. See website for details. All right, welcome to another episode of Worst Collection over here on Sideshow Network, presented by Comics on Comics, where the greatest comic minds meet the greatest minds in comics. I am Sean. And I'm Jen. And uh, welcome to another episode where we go through our comic book collection. Is that Brock Lesnar face back there? I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, we were watching a replay of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, so we cut out a picture of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, that's terrifying. Well, you know, sometimes you got to hold up signs. Okay. The, 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 actually, the, the sign, fa- uh, random faces in the crowd are n- the new sign. I see. Like, did you get a head up, like your head blown up or something? For those of you who don't know, Sean's a huge wrestling fan. Uh, so we watched the Royal Rumble. We watched Royal Rumble. And, and now we're watching the replay on mute. Well, it's just because it's on. Yeah. But also, it's a very, de- it ended very depressing, much like... The Silver Surfer issue. The Silver issue Surfer we're issue we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, uh, first up, Silver Surfer, Volume 2, wow. number 41, from September 1990. It's really a sad issue. It's a sad issue. It's called Job Hunting. The cover's which, great. I mean, it's a great cover. It's a great cover because... Silver Surfer's standing in the unemployment line. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Well, actually, He's no. He's the word literally again. No, no. Here, well, here's... Here's what's happened. So I and I, I don't have the issue before this, but I assume what has happened is he has entered into a planet or yeah, like a, or like, like planet or, or like a space station, is like it a, a big station. Because it's not so much these are planets, but they're like kind of like uh, like in, a big city, right? It's, but like, it's like, like a, a planet. It's like a big floating, city? yeah, big floating. It's not a planet, planet, but it's just a city. And he's been. Kicked off of Earth, and he's lost all of his powers. No, I think what happened was he was flying around, and he came out to the city. But the problem with the city is that it's an energy. It's an energy. It's it's a null energy. It has a null field. So I thought he got imprisoned on Earth, though. Didn't he say at one point he was? Yeah, because after he betrayed Galactus originally to save the Earth from Galactus, and you know he teamed up with the Fantastic Four, he was uh, imprisoned on Earth, you know, because he betrayed Galactus, he eventually got out, right. you know. And this is, this is years after this. So this is not – that Earth thing's not recent. Okay, okay, okay. But this thing, he not shows – a Marvel it, person, so you got to explain these things. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll break it down as much as I can because I only know – I know some – I know enough about Silver Surfer, but I don't know everything. I Basically, what I've gathered, though, is that he's on a Dynamo City, which is a gigantic free-floating satellite community. So it's like a okay. – it's like a big space, a space station. station. It's kind of like uh, 
like that place in, Gar- in Guardians of the Galaxy where I found they like the, mine the brain thing. Yeah, it's where he you know they're mining the brain of a celestial, and yeah, he's yeah, yeah. you know they're on there with it's a space the, station. Yeah, it's a space station. Yeah, yeah. So, so Silver Surfer's on there, and he has no powers because of the null field. So he st- he has to earn a living the a, regular way. He has to earn a, lever, a, a living so he can get off of this planet because you can pay yeah, your way yeah. off of this planet. Well, I think you have to. I think it's like there's a toll to leave this. Space station, and you have to earn enough credits to get off. Uh huh. Pretty much. Which apparently no one can do. Well, it's hard because apparently you, you only need three credits. Is it? Where's it say three credits? It, it's a couple pages out. I'll show you when we get. There. No, I thought it was like. Two, oh, I get it. Never you mind. You only need three credits. Okay. Well, he basically is stuck in this line. It's funny because, you know, he's Silver Surfer and people are like, hey, ain't you Silver Surfer? He's like, yup. You know, because he's standing in line with a bunch of like, bunch of like, uh, angry New York stereotypes, but they're spacemen. Right. Space aliens and they're like, ain't you Silver Surfer? And he's like, yes, I have to stand in line. Every blue collar dude from any, uh, New York movie. You know, it's it's just a space alien. Hey, ain't you Yo. Yo, you see the Yankees, you know, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So eventually he gets, uh... To the head of the line. To the head it of the line. It takes him forever, because he's been in line for like eight hours, and then it takes him another six hours to get there. So right. It takes him a long time, and he gets there, and he sits down with, like, the employment counselor, who is, if you've ever seen Futurama, basically what Leela does in that first episode... Yeah. Yeah. So she, they interview Silver Surfer and like, so what can you do? And he's like, uh, nothing. It's like pretty much nothing. So, I, I, yeah, he I, has no skills. They ask him basically. if he can use a computer. He's like, well, I um, used to use a computer. I haven't used a computer in years. 50 years. 50 years, you know. He, like, can you, can you do manual labor? Like, and so yeah. He, he feels can, like, he feels like me when you go to like, you know, I have, a, we have, I like, at least for me, I have a degree in the arts. Yeah, yeah, we both do. So if you go to a temp agency and you're like, hey, I need a job, you do know, you here's my skill. Do you have any skills. useful skills? Do you have any useful skills? You're you like, can, no. None. But I can write you an essay. I can write essays about on, things. Uh, any sort of book you would like. Of course. So, yeah, I mean, if there's a big call for that, on board. Um... Yeah, so Silver Surfer feels like a lot of us. Yeah, he's completely busy. useless and unprepared for the job market. His master's degree is his silver skin. Yeah, and I don't cosmic power. I'm power cosmic. Cons- I'm, I'm a little confused about his silver skin. So he gets a job doing manual labor, and he's like trying to pick up a big old girder, and he trips and falls. And I guess his without his powers, his silver skin can't cool down. So it's he says it's like a pressure cooker, and I'm a little confused about that because why now? Well, because he has because he's because he's got metallic skin, and it's probably yeah. But isn't it, it's not natural, right? No, he was it was created by when he was created as a uh, uh, a herald. Okay, but like his powers have to like cool it down. Well, because it's like because a really physiology. bad idea. Well, that's just how it was because you know the whole idea was you became a herald of. Galactus, right, and, you know, and he's going to have this power, and he's just going to have basically able to do anything, you know, with this power cosmic, you know, including, you know, adapt to, you know, space and to uh, other atmospheres, you know, and everything. And he can't do that because now he's still got the silver skin, 
but he's all, you know, sweating. You would think that you wouldn't really need, like, it would just sort of do, adapt to the environment, even with the powers, when they're off. Because that would keep the Herald alive? Even if, like, his powers failed for whatever reason. You'd think it would be a failsafe. I think you would think so, but it's not. So he's too hot and he can't do anything. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. So he's just like wandering around and he walks in front of this big old robot policeman. Robot police with a little hat. He does. He has a little cute hat. very jaunty. Uh, and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. And the guy's like, are you a vagrant? And he's like, yeah, I guess I am. And then they send him to a tent city. So now he's where in. all the other worthless art degree holding. But yeah, there's a lot of them too. Uh, a, lot, a lot of these ugly monks, <laughs> ugly monk monster aliens are just kind of like, hey, you silver surfer. And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess so. And they're like, well, they you know. basically live in like a Hooverville. Yeah. They live in tents place. Just this big tent city. And it's huge. He says it's bigger than Metropolis for like any city that he saw on earth. It's just basically a whole bunch of poor people, uh, living together. So it's like America. Mm hmm. It's America. It's what we're becoming. We are, you know, but, 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 you know, it's very, it's very diverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, like, uh, Silver Surfer meets these people, and there's these people who are like, we're going to be rich, and, uh... Yeah, they're very yeah. optimistic, and it's kind of sad. It's good for them, but you know, they're, it's like the people who play the lottery every single day. It's, you know you're not going to hit big. So he makes friends with, like, a dude, and the guy's like... Oh, I skipped this page. Oh, well, that's him making friends with a dude. And this is where the guy tells him that, like, he doesn't have a job because he doesn't have any skills... So the way he makes money is basically through this, like, underground economy, but this underground economy doesn't actually trade in money and credits. Uh, It trades in, like, food and clothing and, you know, things of that nature, goods and services, but not actual credits. And this is why he can never uh, get off of this planet is because no one will give him any credits. And as long as he doesn't get any credits... The powers that be in the city will let him go ahead and continue to participate in this underground economy. Because basically what it does is make the rich people richer and keep the poor people poor. So uh, that's when you find out here that it takes three credits to get off the planet somewhere. Uh, It paid for the five credits. Oh, is it five? five? It's five, sorry. It's five. I get it. Okay, yeah, I miss, I missed this page okay, for some yeah. reason. Sorry, I was wrong. It was five. So five credits. Mm-hmm. So he... He's like, gonna keep us poor people poor. But there is a way that you, skillless human uh, or silver surfer guy, can make a lot of money. And basically by doing that, it's by selling your dreams. So, I mean, I kind of think that this comic book was written as like a uh, sort of a criticism about how you can be a creative artist type person who doesn't have like manual labor skills or like science skills. Yeah. And the only way that you can actually make any money being that sort of creative person is by selling out and selling your dreams and thoughts and hopes to the highest bidder, which is exactly what Silver Surfer does. So he goes to this place called SNET. Stimulation Network, which sounds very... Dirty. It's very dirty. It sounds like a. It sounds like a, it could be basically your run of the mill. It's, it's basically Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom I, Fox viewing positions. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I assume they do that here too. Yes. Because, so, or it's like maybe it's like a modern TMZ. 
It's like this is what TMZ is, or it's like a reality show. It's a reality. It is a reality like show. Yeah. Um, so they go in, and he sits down with this like robot dude, and he's like, "Okay, well, uh, great. You know, we'll see what you have because they don't always pay everybody for it. If you have just like regular run of the mill bullshit, they're not going to give you. Money. You have no good thoughts, so you got to have like good yeah, thoughts and good, good memories, good memories of like good dreams, that sort of stuff. So my dreams are just sandwiches. And other things. Usually, and, like, podcasts. And podcasts and wrestling. I'm like, oh, you know it would be great if I had a, you know, it was like, there's a, a time I went to wrestling. Do you remember that time that I had that dream um, about the Halloween-themed casino? Oh, so, I mean, are we talking about, <laughs> wait, so they actually, wait, if somebody go back here. So they actually, if you have, like, crazy dreams... But like, or I just, think they kind of like meld them all together. So it's whatever's in because your I'm saying because that because because whatever you know, if you're thinking about a Halloween themed casino. But remember, I was gonna like write because it was this crazy Halloween themed casino, but it was like a romantic comedy was set inside of it. Yes. Yeah, I I don't remember much more than that. But well, I Matthew remember, McConaughey was yeah, be Matthew in it. McConaughey was gonna be in it, and I don't remember who else was supposed to be in it. And I believe somebody ripped it off at some point. Probably. There was sorry. actually there's actually a DVD of a, 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 a movie called Haunted Casino. No, this this was gonna be like not a haunted one. This was not legitimately haunted. This was a casino that was built. So every the Halloween day theme is Halloween. Uh, it, Will Ministry have a residency there? Yes, Ministry is there forever. Um, though they're I think they would. Like I too, think they would do it. Uh, maybe. I mean, what are they doing? They're still like getting those sweet, sweet crow residuals. Yeah, yeah, they probably. Yeah, yeah. L L L Jorgen Jorgensen is not uh, probably. Well, no, I don't that think they're doing. Uh, I was going to say I don't think they're doing that badly. So maybe not. At least I checked. I mean, uh, I mean Al, if, Al has some problems with the drugs. Uh, I would go see them if they had a residency. Yeah, probably that, all the time. That would be great, and it would That'd only be fucking and, amazing. And they would have to play that. Uh, they'd only have to play the first two albums, which would be really weird <laughs> because you know I because don't. They, you you never hear. Changes. You never hear revenge, you know, or any of those songs or with sympathy from that album. But uh, so yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So they would take shit like that. Um, so he goes in and talks to this guy, and the guy's like, "Well, all right." You know, if it, if it turns out well, we'll give you money. Name your price. And he goes, I want 200 credits. And the guy's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you drive a hard bargain, but I'll give you 200 credits. Uh, but then Silver Surfer actually thinks, like, I don't know anything about money, but I think I struck a fair deal for myself. I'm a good man. He's a, it's easy about Silver Surfer is that he's a big pompous ass most of the time. Like, because he's, you know, he's, he's, he, was a, he was a scientist you know, before he became the, you know, in a, in a several surfer, you know, and he, you know, uses bravado to be like, say, I'll save everybody. Right. I'll save this planet. Right. If you make me, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever for you. I just don't understand why everybody wants to always save Earth. We're not really that great. No, he has to save, has to save his own planet. Well, no, but he also, in, in this book, it even says, like, he comes across Earth. Apparently, he, yeah, he, yeah, I guess he, yeah, he decides to, you know, fight Galactus and team up with the Fantastic uh, Four. Yeah, everybody, all these people seem to meet, like, really good people. You know, at yeah. one, at, like, once. Like, they meet, you know, they meet, you know, like, good folks. Like, me. Like me. Well, yeah, I mean, but, it, like, it happens, <laughs> <laughs> like you. They're like, Fantastic Four and Sean. I'm so glad they got like, here. Silver Surfer was like, yeah, that guy's pretty cool. He likes the podcast. All right, yeah. <laughs> You know, that's why he saved. That's why they saved Earth. But like, even in uh, in DC, it happens all the time. They're just like Earth, some backwater, blah blah blah, all that whole like Green Lantern bullshit. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "But we have to save it. It's the best planet." 
I don't know. I just be, is there a universe where like Earth sucks? Earth sucks, and like everybody just blows up Earth, and like people are okay with it. People are yeah. Well, yeah, because everybody. It's just you know that'd be funny because it's kind of just a giant fucking disaster all the time. If somebody's not trying to take it over. Uh, they, I mean, we do have some pretty sweet resources. I know, but you would think of all the planets in the universe, we're not the only ones with sweet resources. Well, we don't know. I don't know. Everybody knows what else is in these resources. And hopefully more advanced societies would be like, we don't need your stupid ground resources. We can do other cool shit. Right. But anyway. So anyway, so he so he gets on he's this, like, this sweet, show. He's like, I don't know anything about he's money. Like, he's like, whatever. I'm going to do, I'm going to sell my dreams. And they... It literally strap him to a chair. Strap him to a chair, and he's on a show called Their Life, which just seems like such a very awkwardly titled show. Yeah. It's like Life of Dream. Like, it should be something that's just like, Their Life. It's, mm. it's weird, and like, the guy, the host, has a big smiley face. It's a like, robot. Like, literally, it's just a smiley face emoji. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty creepy. And, and they strap him in, and they put a thingy on his head, and they suck all the memories out. Suck all his memories out. Basically, we could, you know, go goes through all the stuff that you already know about. And, and he talks about, like, oh my god, you know, they mined my my entire existence, my whole soul, my romances, and it's all out there. That I have no secrets yeah. anymore. Everybody gets to see it, but it's all jumbled, so some of it doesn't make sense, and... And, and you know whatever. Yeah, in his his uh, history, you know, we get all the superheroes. You know, he's he's had a lot of ladies. women, ladies. You know, yeah. He tried to try to get with Nova. Trying to have the, the sex la- on the, his la- the lady surfboard. Nova. Yeah, you know, that didn't go so well. And some other chick died. And then Mantis. I didn't know Man. He was with Mantis. Oh, she died. Yeah, you know, she's she she died. And then he cracks, You know, he kills Thanos, quote unquote. You know, Thanos never dies. I mean, but. You know, he's, he dies and he's like, ah, I fucked up. And then basically it goes, you know, his, his final thing is he goes up to this Dynamo City, which I don't quite understand why he's there in the first place. Yeah. I probably should have read something about yeah. that. And he's like, oh, you know, this this makes me feel terrible. Well, what else could I have done? This is all I have and I have to make money somehow. And they take his thing off. They're like, oh, my God, you did such an awesome job. You know, thank you so much. Job well done. And he <laughs> hands him two credits. Does. No, he he wanted 200, but he gets two. And Silver Surfer gets very pissed, understandably, but... He's like, what the fuck? They break it down, and there's taxes and fees and all this sort of Makeup shit. Makeup was 10 credits alone. He, he's shiny enough, you think he wouldn't need it. Maybe he's too shiny. I don't know. I didn't see them do any makeup, so that's bullshit. Yeah, miscellaneous is thirteen. What's miscellaneous? Is that catering? Sure. You know, it's all catering. So they give him uh, two credits, and he management fees. The managers, and he's like, "Oh, I feel cheated." And the dude's like, "Bro, if you wanted a better deal, you should have got an agent, like everybody else." Yeah, but you didn't. So they pick him up and they toss him out in the street, and they throw his credits on top of him. And when he comes to, his credits are gone, and he's just laying in the street. And he's like, and there's like a weird Bart Simpson right there yeah. with three eyes. A very, much of a very purpose, purposeful Bart Simpson. Who wrote this? I didn't Jim Starlin did. Okay. Yeah, this is, it's just basically a whole Jim commentary. Starlin's, I mean, Jim Starlin's great. It, but. It, it is, but it is. It's a whole commentary on like how creative people have to sell their souls for and bullshit, it, and for then, nothing. And, and then, then they will suck you dry and then and they he, don't care about you. He's like, but there's no place for me to go but back to the shantytown, home of the losers. And he walks off back to Hobo Village. Hobo Jungle. Space Hobo Jungle. 
goes to Silver Surfer. Very, very sad. And he's sad because somebody stole his two credits that he, he sold his entire soul to get those two credits and they stole them anyway. So, yeah. So Silver Surfer, man. I mean, it was really sad. It's really sad. Yeah, because I don't know. I just thought this might be having more levity because he's job hunting. Sure. I thought maybe but, there might be like other scenes of him like working in like food service, like with a hairnet. You know, he doesn't or, have any hair though. Doesn't matter. He's like a wear. He might have. You know, you don't have to wear a hairnet if you don't have hair. I think you have to wear a hairnet anytime you, you work in film service, no, even if you, you don't have hair. No, you don't. Only if you have. Hair. If you okay, so like you know when you go to Costco and like the people behind the counter, if they have a beard, they have to wear a beard hairnet. But if you don't have a beard, you don't have to wear one. It's the same premise. Well, right, but I mean, you still should have to wear something on your head. No, you don't. But if you go, into, if you don't have a, ha- a hair, what if I? So what if I? Okay, so you're telling me that if I, you don't have hair, you have hair. This would you would have to be a Mister Clean, bald dude. Would that, would that mean for the same if I was in a hospital? Or would I thought to wear a hat? I do not know the rules and regulations of preparing hospital food, so I cannot answer that question for you. No, I mean like just if I was in the hospital overall, like what do you mean, like staying there? Yeah, like, like, yeah, like you go to surgery and they put those or... things in your head. I yeah. don't know why they put those things on your head. In surgery. I have so many questions about space Hair health mats. code regulations, and I think that Silver Surfer probably would be entitled to them just as well as... I mean, this guy here on the cover, this, this purple alien, he probably had to wear... Purple alien's great. I, he's my favorite guy. He'd actually. have to wear hair, uh, nets everywhere because he's got hairy shoulders. Yeah, oh, and hairy feet. Hairy feet. He looks very angry. Well, fair enough. I mean, dude's probably been standing in line for 14 hours. He's he, he only has job. He only has two toes. He's only got two toes on each foot. He's going to go up there. He's going to be like, can you work a computer? And he's probably just going to like try to chomp it. they will be like, great, why don't you go pick up a girder? And then he probably, yeah, probably all these people got to work. Oh, this one's reading a book. That one's yawning. That's fun. Yeah. So it looks so depressed. Yeah, this is a very depressing book. It's really sad. It's uh, it's it's very sad, and it's a commentary on how we don't really value creativity. And when we do, we suck creative people. I am going nothing. to throw this on the desk of somebody important and be like, read this and change life. <laughs> or, or something. I don't know. <laughs> Look at that hairy guy. Look at this. Read this and feel bad. Read this and feel bad. This is what you do in America. And they'll just be like, ah, whatever. Okay. I have I have big dreams, which will soon be broadcast. Which apparently uh, involve throwing comic books on higher up uh, desks. That's it. that's how that's how I pitch things. Is that it? That's how I pitch things. I just go, yay, and I just throw something on their desk, and they're like, "What is this?" Like, that's the big hit. Read are it. We're we gonna just bring our entire collection in and just like leave it on your throw it around. Desk. Yay! Just yay. Throw it on, throw it, just run up to just run around like a like it's a newspaper delivery boy. I'm just gonna ride a little bike. Now I'm sad. Yeah, now I'm sad. This this is this, is, this book is making us all sad. Yes. All right. Let's take a break. Let's move on. Some major office supply stores are closing, but the good news is that you can find low prices on supplies you need at Walmart. They have a broad assortment of office supplies, everything from copy paper to coffee. Right now, they have five packs of Georgia Pacific 20-pound 88 bright paper on rollback for just $13.47 and Avery 1.5-inch heavy-duty clear cover binders for just $6.74. You'll find savings like that on all kinds of essential items. So stock up on the most important office supply of all, savings. Save money, live better. Walmart. All right, we're back here on Worst Collection Ever. I'm so depressed. Okay, well, we got now we have something fun to read. 
It's a super. This, this was much more fun. And- well, it's because it's a Silver Age Superman book. Oh, but you know what's so exciting is this is Fred. This is brand new to our collection. Literally bought this yesterday. Twenty-five cent comic book. <laughs> and it is stained. It is, but it doesn't smell. This is important. This one doesn't smell. Yeah, it's a little bit crusty, though. It's a little gross, but at the same time, it's not bad. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not completely desecrated. It desiccated. just looks like it just got a little wet, and that's fine. Uh, but not with pit like the last one. So this is a uh, it's a Superman, but it is a uh, reprint of Superman from 1955, and it was reprinted by Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut 1978, I believe. Yeah, so this is a Pizza Hut Collector's Edition Volume 1, which I didn't even know Pizza Hut did these things, but how exciting is this? I didn't know Pizza Hut was a big thing back in the 70s for some reason. I didn't either. I always thought they were like more like the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I, I, granted, I you know I was born in you know 1980, and I yeah. remember having pizza until like I was you know like six or seven or something like that. Oh yeah, well I mean, you do you guys have do you have Book It? Yeah, yeah, no, we used to do that. Yeah, yeah, the Book It program. So like for those of you who don't know what Book It is, when you were a kid, uh, you would they had a Book It program, which meant you would read a whole bunch of books, whatever book you wanted, and then your parents would sign off and said say, oh, Sean read five books. And when, after you read five books, you would take it into your teacher. Yes. And they would be like, oh my god, Sean, that's awesome. Here's, like, did you get a star at that point? And you had to get a certain number of stars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so here's a star. And every time you would complete five books, you get a star. Once you got five stars, you would get a voucher for a free personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut. Right. Yes. So I had a shit ton of personal pan pizza vouchers because all I did was read books. Uh, but my mom hated Pizza Hut, so we only went like twice. I had just a bunch of vouchers I never got to use. <laughs> that was sad. Um, so anyway, but apparently Pizza Hut churning out comic books. Yeah, yeah. So they would reprint these, and they got the rights to these old, 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 old Supermans. I think the original uh, printing of this was 1955. Yeah, it even gives, I think it gives an issue number on it, too. It's actually pretty impressive because it's not, it's like pretty much just the exact same. Well, it says on the back, too, like the back of the book, it says, like, this is a limited edition series, uh, reprinted from, reprinted in limited quantities from the original 1950s artwork. It's one of six deluxe reprints of the Adventures of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, made available to the public. Yeah, reading that. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> just making this shit up. <laughs> Made available to the public by participating Pizza Hut restaurants. These comics are identical to the originals, with the exception of the paid advertising. So there's no change in the text or the panel. The only difference is probably going to be the ads in between. Right. Yeah. So this is pretty. This is a, this is a, actually a pretty dope find. If you if you because obviously you know to own Superman from 1955, 1955 issue number 97. Uh, I'm happy about it. You would have to plunk down some cash. Yeah. And, uh... Hopefully it would be in much better condition than the one we're holding. But this is not in terrible condition. No, it's, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. And on the inside cover, first things first, Pizza Hut ad says, Pizza is nutritious. Surprise, pizza is good for you. Surprise, pizza is good for you. And I'm like... I want pizza. Hot damn, you're right. So anyway, so this one, it actually has three stories in it. Uh... I just want to talk about two of them. 
because the third one's just a basically a Superboy story where he goes around and they're like, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up real quick. Uh. It's Superboy is being honored for some reason, like he is in every issue of Super Superboy. No, what's happening in that one is like Clark overhears that like these guys are going to get a million dollars based on something Superboy did on his last day in Smallville. So he tries to remember all the things he did on his last day in Smallville, and he does all sorts of crazy bullshit, and it's like, what the hell? What is wrong with your town? If you do all of this shit in one day, what the hell is wrong with your town? And in Smallville, for of all places. But Smallville population like a thousand. Yeah. Bullshit. So it's, it's dumb. So, anyway, so, so the first, so that's a Superboy one, but we'll just talk about the first two, which are just straight-up Superman stories. Yes. First of which is the amazing Professor Memory. Yeah. Because Superman... Uh, <laughs> this is really a fun one. Okay, so <laughs> I'm a little bit confused here in the beginning, but apparently some guy has some serial numbers for some... That are probably written down off money. Written down so, money serial numbers, which apparently... I guess you would write down. And he, like, goes to some dude's house, and he's like, hey, look at this piece of paper real quick. And the guy's like, what? He's like, oh, look at it. Great. Thanks. And then he runs away. And it turns out that this guy is Professor Memory. And he has a photographic memory. He has a photographic memory. So, uh... So this dude, like, runs over to a car, the guy with the serial numbers, and he's like, oh, you have to, like, cut me in. I think he's trying to get cut in. Is that what's going on there? I think so, yeah. And he's like, you have to because I, I'm i not the only one who knows the serial numbers. I told somebody else. Uh, but they kill that guy, the serial number guy, not the memory guy. And Clark's like, oh, I should go check this out with Lois. So they go and then somebody tries to blow up Professor Memory's house. Yeah. And he gets hit in the head and he has amnesia. Because, yes. Because, of course. It's, it's, That's it's, how amnesia works. Yeah, this is actually really confusing. So, yeah, so he has amnesia, and Clark's like, oh, well, you go to the hospital. I'll take care of this. And then his wife says something about, like, oh, my husband used to be a... I don't know how they got on this topic. I he used to, so what, happened, so what happened was... No, but, like, how, why are they even talking about this? Oh, he used to be in vaudeville. He used to be a vaudeville as a memory guy. He did this on stage. So, like, this was his act. He would get up and memorize stuff and, like, wow audiences or whatever. But I guess he would get really irritated by doing it. He'd get irritated disappear. or he would just not make a lot of money. Right. Thing. He wasn't successful at it. So he get he wouldn't make any money. So he'd go hang out with the hobos. Literally, they said... Into the hobo jungle he, he went. goes into the... And it's called hobo jungle. They use the word hobo... Uh, and this guy just decides to kick around with the hobos. Uh, so they're like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks hobo, for that. Hobo jungle is used quite liberally. Yeah. Li- li- very it's liberally. A thing. Here. So we next panel, we have a bunch of hobos like high, sitting in the rain holding a chicken. And they have no matches. They have no way to make a fire. They just got a chicken because our farmer, they, whatever they did work for, was like, here's a chicken for your payment because they need to eat. Yeah, like a raw one. Raw chicken and, which, you know, whatever. But, so Clark shows up. And Clark shows up uh, bearded. 
with like a long hair or whatever, and he's like, "I'm a hobo too." And he's you like, "You love bearded Superman." I do love bearded Superman. I actually think bearded Superman looks quite nice, uh, or at least bearded Clark Kent looks very nice here. So he's like, "Oh, I'm a hobo. I'll help you out." And of course, like he helps them out by using all of his superpowers. So he like starts a fire, and then he like burns a newspaper, and the guy's like, "I didn't get." You know, this is the weirdest thing. This hobo's like, "I didn't get to read the stock report." Which, I was not aware hobos spent a lot of time reading stock reports, but apparently... Because he thinks he's a hobo, so he he thinks he's going to be able to get some some money. Yeah, but shouldn't they be, like, looking for work in the wanted ads? Not, like, fucking reading the stock reports. No, he's going to make it big. So he's like, oh, I have a perfect memory. I'll tell you everything. But the hobo has no way of checking. He just goes, oh, I think you're right. Well, you're entitled to have some of this chicken, even though we don't have enough to go around. And so Superman's like, well, whatever, I'll get you some fish. So fish, so, so whatever. And, and the hobos tell him, they're like, dude, we, we've been fishing that river forever. We can't get anything out of it. It has no fish. And he's like, why don't you try again? And this is when Superman is a humongous dick. Because he tells these people to go try again, and he uses his super speed to go find fish in another stream, and then go under the water and put them on the hooks. So now the hobos think that they can actually continue to fish this river and see results. Which, which is really kind of a after thing this, to do to yeah. people who don't have food. And the thing is, though, after this point, you know, they, there's not going to be any more fish. So when they go back no to fish. There are no fish, but there just happened to be fish when Superman happened to go get them, which looks like this. Oh, that's a real fish. Yeah, but he, so anyway, so he he does all that. And they're like, wow, thanks, random dude. And he's like, oh, I'm Professor Memory. So he's like posing as Professor Memory. Yeah, he just, he just, he just looks like... It looks like, looks like James Lipton. Yeah, and I guess, like, Lois and the Perry are, like, in on it. They're like, I don't know what's wrong with Clark, whatever. But they publish. He just goes off. I just love how he goes off on his job to to do some stuff, and it's just crazy hobo you know, just yeah, crazy like, shit I like mean, this. And they go, imagine, like, all right, whatever. You know, he's like, I'm going to go, like, hang out with some hobos. And then they like... In order to try to catch these people, why don't you run a story that says, like, Professor Memory hits the hobo trail so the people who are after him will come find him? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. So then, so Clark's kicking around and he's like, I'm going to help these people. This guy's like, oh, hey, man, like, we need to do something. Oh, Return this milk. He has to return this milk, but they have to get through a pat- clearing, clearing, and there's a bull. And there's a bull, and they're afraid of the bull, so somehow Clark uses his super speed to trick the bull into thinking that he ran through a tree. Yeah, which, it's and, it's really convoluted, because it's, there's, there were, like, why don't you just go around the field? I don't know, but Clark instead like, I'm just going to run really fast, and they'll think it's a hollow tree. That I'm hiding in, and it'll knock a wasp's nest down. There's a down lot of weird shit that okay. like stings this bull, uh, okay. and then everybody's like, "You're great, Clark!" And then they're like, "That's great!" So they take it over there, and then he's trying to like, I don't know what cut he's doing. Some trees down. Should I cut some trees down. So instead of using, so instead of using, using his a axe, fucking axe. Well, the like thing is, is that he can't, he can't use a, a be axe and do it normal because it'll take him forever. So yeah, but you know what? That's just how the rest of us have to do shit. And if you're trying to blend in, fucking try to blend in. Like, instead, he goes, like, these ridiculously convoluted ways, and he, like, ties a a wire to a pole, and he creates lightning to knock the tree down by electrocuting it. And it's like, 
all of that, you could have just pretended to swing the axe. It's not like it's going to, like, be taxing on you. It's not like you're going to get yeah, no, tired. He's just like, he's like, well, this is going to take too long, so... Uh. I'll speed it up a little and be like, oh, wow, I guess I was strong. Oh, I'm, I'm I strong. <laughs> I, I, you can't tell, but I have some muscles under this shirt. You know, I'm pretty, pretty talented. Under this jacket, and then, like, the guys who are looking for Professor Memory show up, and they shoot at him. So they shoot, actually, this is a very weird thing here. Well, it's all things very weird, but, so they shoot at him because he's, because they're, they're harassing the other hobo friends, and they're like, you know, they're all like, fuck you, we don't know shit, and they're like, whatever, we're going to shoot at you, shoot at you. They shoot at Clark, and he gets shot, and they're like, well, you didn't die. You must be Superman. He literally took four slugs. He literally gets shot, like, a bunch of times. So so somehow he takes the bullets. Yeah, and he flattens them. But the thing is, no, these are bullets, and they're not very big. No, they're, they're small. They're small bullets, and somehow he takes them and fashions them into a giant sheet of metal. To cover his entire chest. Entire chest and say, ah! And put it underneath his shirt, and he is able to do this without anyone noticing. Like, he's doing this, because this is literally happening with, like, minutes. I mean, he's standing in front of these people when he does it. Because he doesn't, like, run off. He's standing in front of him, and he says, you took four slugs, you must be Superman. And then you see him, like, looks like he's putting putty on his shoulder... And then he's like, oh, no, I have a bulletproof vest. And he opens his shirt, and he's just got this big piece of metal. And everybody's in the same spot. So somehow he was able to do this without anybody noticing, even with super speed. I don't know if that's possible. But, I mean, you would see them just be, like, fidgeting around, like, really quickly. Well, that's what I mean. I mean with super just... speed, wouldn't you be like, what? something just happened. That was weird. Which would make you suspect even more but anyway so the hobos capture him or not the hobos the guys after professor memory capture him and they take him into a car train car a house trailer thing i don't know they take him somewhere and they tie him to a pole a pole and then they make him recite serial numbers of the money to prove that he's professor memory and he just x-rays the suitcase and reads them Yes. And while he's doing this, apparently, he somehow moves the entire trailer? Well, I'm assuming that maybe since he can fly. Because actually, it took a minute for me to figure out how he's moving this trailer. Right. Because he's tied up. But I think it's like, because since he's Superman and he could just levitate off of the ground, you know, repel. He's doing this while he's on this you know, I'm tied up and he's flying the trailer to the police station, Uh you know, obviously using his telescopic vision. And just before they shoot him, he manages to run into the police station or whatever. And they get tipped off and they find him. And that's, you know, they find the, they find the crooks. Right. And then, so we get to, and then, so yay, they arrest the crooks and Clark is saved. And then Lois, Shows up, or he goes to the newsroom. So he, goes, he explains everything. He's like, "This is what I did," and she's like, "Okay, I get all that, but like now you have this hobo hair, right?" So how about you get shaved? And he looks great. He looks like kind of a crazy professor. Yeah, it's, it's like George more. Lucas kind. Of. He really, yeah, but like a really a better looking George Lucas. Better like, looking. He's got George some Lucas, nice yeah. hair. He's got a beard. He's wearing the glasses. He's got like a rugged man shirt. And you think Lois would be like, "Sweet, I'm keeping this around." 
But instead she's like, hey, maybe you should shave, Clark. Well, because she thinks he's Superman. Right. All the time. Yes, constantly. So she's like, oh, well, I invited this barber here, and he's going to shave your face and cut your hair, because Superman's hair cannot be cut by scissors. So Lois thinks she's going to trick him, but he's wearing a fake face? I don't. I, yeah, I got a little bit confused. Yeah. So, so he's wearing a he's fake wearing face. A mask with his. It's a skin tight mask that nobody could tell was a mask that has fake hair on it because he couldn't grow a beard in that time. But don't you think that he could like super grow a beard? I just. I don't. I don't. I don't know how beards work. So wait, did he grow this beard? No, it says something like he was like, oh, I was going to keep this hobo mask for future hobo endeavors, but now that I had to cut it, I can't. For a hobo part again. So he's going he's yeah, to have his own hobo part. He was planning to go hoboing again. I like how his latex mask also has glasses on it. Right. What the fuck? So wait, so like <laughs> they shaved him, but like somehow this latex mask was not accidentally, like, cut. Right. It was such a good latex mask in 1955 that no one noticed when they gave him a close shave that it wasn't real hair. Because it would just be chipping away at his face, but he would have, like, real face underneath and there'd be no blood. Right. You know, I, I, you know, and then, I mean, I get being the hair over his head. Yeah. You know, you can cut the hair over his head. I guess he was just wearing a wig, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's wearing his full wigged. And they just cut the wig. But you, again, you wouldn't be able to tell if you were that close to it, trying to cut it, that it was fake. Right. I don't know. Oh, boy. But yeah, Superman was a hobo. Superman was a hobo. And everything is super complicated in these stories. Like, way more complicated than they need to be. Like, Superman makes work for himself. Yes. Yeah, no, he's... And he's like, I'm going to get a fish, and I'm going to knock this tree down with lightning. And I'm like, why can't you just, like, do normal shit? Why can't you just change it to Superman and just fuck shit up? Right. Like, you know, like, you just... Like, if you're undercover as Clark Kent, maybe you shouldn't be using lightning to, tr- you know, knock trees down. Just, you know, thought. Yeah. No, I, I, I kind of... There's a lot of preposterous situations. But Hobo Superman's great. I, I just... Uh, I never knew that was a thing. Yeah, I just think that... The, the, why... I don't know. Just, can't, you just, can't you just, like... Send somebody else to do undercover work? Well, I mean, I really... It's fine if he wants to do... He's an investigative reporter, so it makes complete sense if he's going to do undercover work. And that's great. And I... Neat. Let's do it. Let's see more of that, like, you know, him doing stuff like that. But what I don't understand is he does it in such a way that it is ludicrous. It's not like he's just, oh, I'm also a hobo. Hey, guys, can I share your fire? It's, I'm also a hobo. Hey, I'm going to, there's magical fish in this river now, and I'm going to run through this tree and just tell you it was hollow and I fell into it. Uh, and then I'm going to knock all these things down with lightning. Like, it's just so weird. If a human person fell into a hollow tree, they would still, they wouldn't just crack open. It wouldn't just, yeah, it wouldn't just be a human-shaped hole, and you wouldn't just go right through it. Good lord. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it, it, it's very strange. So there's a second story in this <laughs> Yay, book. Yeah, second story. 
Uh, the second story is called The Big Game Hunt of Metropolis, where basically Jimmy Olsen sees that some place is having... Well, didn't he get, like, a, an invite you got, or, like, a letter? He got a strange invitation saying, hey, come to this fake... Um, safari park. Fake safari park somewhere in Metropolis. And come kill animals. Come kill animals. We think you can kill animals, you know, whatever. But it says, like, he doesn't realize that until he gets there that he can't actually kill the animals. Right. So he invites Clark, and Clark's like, I'm busy working on the the swindle syndicate, you know, trying to find out who these people are. So they're like, fuck it. You know, Jimmy's like, I'll go, and I'll, I'll, I guess I'll shoot some some animals. Yeah, fine. So what ends up happening is that, you know, the guns have no bullets, and... Cameras? They're cameras. It's a rifle disguised as a camera because basically what it is, it's like you're shooting your you're shooting animals. But, but you're shooting shooting in quotes because you're just taking their picture. You're taking their picture. You're paying to take their animals' pictures. So you pretend to hunt them, but really they're just. They said that they're uh, super tame zoo animals, which that doesn't make any sense. Like this rhino apparently is very friendly. But, like, even zoo, zoo animals aren't always friendly. That's a green lion right there, too. That is a very green lion. It looks like Battle Cat from He-Man. It's, maybe that is Battle Cat. Yeah, it's a very special appearance from Battle Cat. Yep, which is great. Um, Foreshadowing the... the because, you know, I love when they reprint this. I love, I love when they reprint this and they're like, fuck it. Who gives a shit if it's right color? <laughs> this is like, how it was back in the day. Like, this is what you get. We said original. This original printing. We're not doing any other work. Nope. Pizza Hut is, is getting the bare minimum from us. Nope. Not doing shit. So, so Clark shows up and Clark's like, yeah, let's fucking do this shit. Let's shoot animals. And he's like, oh wait, they're not. We're not going to actually kill animals. We're not going to kill animals. But, surprise. Yeah, and, and then a monkey attacks Clark. A big ape attacks Clark. It's a real ape. And somehow uh, it does not immediately go for Jimmy and start pulling his face off like most animals monkeys do. No, luckily he picks the invulnerable dude. So he can't, like, get his face ripped off like that woman did or, like, his arms and, and genitals ripped off like that guy. Yes. Don't fuck with monkeys, guys. No. No, any type of, of uh, simian. Uh, bad news. No, those monkeys can rip off. They're really strong. Parts, parts of your dick. Yeah, yeah, all sorts in of your face. In your face. So they're really strong. So don't think it's a good idea to have them in your house. No. Uh, Ever. Don't. I don't know. Don't do anything with them. Just if they're in a zoo, look it, at them and go, "Okay, that's cool," and, and leave them alone. And leave them alone. Don't make them mad. Don't fight them. Nope. Don't uh-uh. be an asshole. Nope. Stay away from monkeys. Don't think that they're your friend because they are not. So, and that's why I love, but, but I love, this is how he, in yet another convoluted way. Not only that, but it's really mean to this monkey. So what he does is, so the, so the monkey's attacking, attacking Clark, so you can't pretend, you can't be all of a sudden be Superman, just be like, punch Aha. the monkey. So what he does is he flicks some sand at the gorilla really fast to make it seem like he's getting stung by hornets, and then... As he's he, distracted, he blows the monkey with, into a tree with his super breath. With his super breath, and the monkey just go just get just shows and sees the monkey just hit the hit the tree with his head. With his head, poor monkey's got a concussion. A concussion, and I'm assuming is unconscious. Yeah. So then, Clark runs away. No, well, Clark tries to get away, but though they're attacked by a tiger. Right. Attacked by a tiger, and 
somehow the uh, the tiger's attacking Clark, and then the crime syndicate shows up, mm-hmm. and it turns out they planted these wild animals at the zoo because they want to kill Clark because he's like publishing yeah he's, a he's, story he's, on he's them. doing some shit. He's, so they're trying to kill him with animals, which you'd think there's an easier way to kill somebody than to hope they get attacked by a wild animal. But whatever. They, but they, somehow these guys were able to get a hold of these animals and, and, easy, and easily unleash them. You know, right, like not in this safari animal, park with all these tame you animals. You know, just bring these animals. That's, that's, that's actually a, a pretty incredible... You know, you talk about Superman being incredulous. These criminals were somehow able to obtain a wild gorilla and a wild tiger, cage them, put them on a truck, drive them to this reserve open them up and let them out without any repercussions on themselves. Like not just only to say, that. you know, be, being these are two, two big criminals who probably have no experience in handling wild animals. No. And they're just like, ah, all right, so, but, and, that, and that's apparently that's what happens. And not only that, they were able to train these animals to go after only Clark. Right. Sure. So Jimmy gets grabbed by these crooks and, the tiger's fighting Superman or Clark, and he's shredding off his clothes, which I think is funny. Yeah, because of he, course he's wearing a super costume. He's wearing his costume underneath. And I the, just really want to know how you wear a cape underneath a suit. He fits it. Tucks but I mean, it in like, his pants. But that's what I mean. It's a cape. How do you tuck it into your pants? He's got. He's got secrets. He's got. I don't know. Secrets. That's a. That's like Kryptonian technology that his clothes is made up. Oh no! Wait, uh, Mock Mock Cat made that for him. Yes, this now it's Kryptonian. Now in New Fifty Two, it's a Kryptonian like nanotechnology right, or something, right. or biotech. I don't know. It's something that forms his suit. But this this is the one made by Mock Kent uh, using like the fabric that was in his spaceship or whatever. Well, okay. Well, that's so I don't know. I mean, like. How does one tuck a cape into pants without looking like you have like a really weirdly shaped ass cheek? That's probably it's funny. It's probably you know, like low. It's probably like Clark's really handsome. He's got a really weird ass. <laughs> like just, it, just like it's kind of like got like a big bulbous ridge. Looks like he has scoliosis that goes all the way down one ass cheek and it like just, a, down his left. He just thigh. has like he's really uh, he, he always walks like really weird. And, <laughs> You know, we just don't understand, you know, but he's really handsome. I, mean, hmm. I guess I could, you know, I guess... Clark kind of looks like Superman if Superman wore glasses. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's how Lois thinks. Well, maybe he needs a shave. Ha-ha, I'm going to get him this time with a hobo shave. Uh. Anyways, so he... So apparently Jimmy... What the fuck? Wait, so Jimmy... I don't, I don't know. He somehow... He, doesn't he signal... He signals Superman, but somehow, watch, but, but he, he gets out like with a with a gun, and he gun breaks lock? A, a lock, which I think is you know because Jimmy's apparently super strong as well. well and I mean, I, you, you could, but he's kind of in a weird position to like swing it and break a lock. But whatever. Usually, you'd have to do that from the outside. Why don't they take the gun away from him? Well, that's a great question. Maybe so they, because so they, they know it's a camera. I guess. I don't, I don't understand. What if they didn't know it was a real gun? I assume they did, because I think there was... Oh, look, this cat's got question marks. You see that? I know he's confused. He's like, why can't I chop this man? (laughs) Why can't I draw blood? I just want to bite. He just wants to play. He does. He's just a happy happy tiger. 
<laughs> but I think because these are the guys who originally sent that, like, come to our safari park notice. To oh, Timmy. okay, that makes sense. But at the same time, like, I well, don't... Well, they were hoping that Clark would get it, or he would yeah, invite Clark. Right. But it still doesn't make any sense. Because why have... Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Well, anyway, so these guys find the torn clothing, and they're like, ha-ha, I guess this... Ha-ha, Clark's dead. Clark's dead, and then Superman comes running from the bushes. Yeah, which I think is kind of funny. It's like, uh, they, that's when he's just standing all of a sudden, Superman's just like, ah! Just, yeah, and he comes running, not flying. Just, not comes like charging really fast just to do something. He's gonna run. He just kind of jogs. I hope he just had a little jaunty jog. He's like, ah! You know, so apparently... And they, like, fall into a pit. And so so Jimmy's like, well, that must mean that Clark is dead because this, the, this uh, you know, Tiger was eating him. And he's like, no, you, you, you signal brought me, Tiger, because Jimmy signaled. Right. On his watch, and he found Clark supposedly not, you know, not be, you know, be mauled to almost mauled to death. Probably, you know, I mean, he didn't think about it. I mean, he's getting this, this, this shit fucked up. Sure. By this tiger, you know, which is what Jimmy would believe, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, but you would think that um, if one were to get mauled by a tiger, you would have lasting physical scars for the rest of your day. Hence, uh, Siegfried and Roy. Right. You know, but no, you know, Clark's fine. It's Clark, fine. Was, Clark was hiding in a bush. No one notices that Clark doesn't have a freaking scratch on him. Clark ran out, but he shows up, and, you know, unfortunately, though, he can't come out because he doesn't have his suit. His suit's been shredded. He's still in the Superman suit, so he wears a bunch of leads, like he's fucking Swamp Thing, and Jimmy's like, ha ha, and then that's it. Yeah, and then they... Prince's story about the syndicate getting vanquished by Superman. The end. And that's the end of that story. That's the end of this Pizza Hut collector's edition. Delicious pizza. I know, I kind of wish I could find the rest of them, because there's like a Wonder Woman There's a Wonder Batman. Woman and a Batman. I bet the Batman's just a fucking hoot. Oh, I bet they're all great. And yeah. there's probably two of each. There's probably another Superman. Man, I didn't even know these were things, and now I want the rest of them. And it looks like it's been stained by pizza. Especially if it's only 25 cents. Yeah, no, that was a pretty, that was, that was a pretty good find. What a deal. Way to go. San Diego Comic Book Shop. I believe it was, what, Yesteryear Comics? Oh, uh, I think we're, so. We were at. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Yesteryear Comics in San Diego. So we had some fun with that. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Yep. So I guess you can uh, find me on Twitter at Angry Hero Sean. You can find me on Instagram as well at Angry Hero Sean and my Tumblr, theangryhero.tumblr.com. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at Jen Stansfield. Um, Tumblr, jenstansfield.tumblr.com. And I'm still reviewing, very slowly, the entire series of the Gilmore Girls on jenstansfield.wordpress.com. And I also review... Um, New episodes of Gotham every Tuesday. That's it for comics on comics. Thanks for. Wait, that's not us. No. <laughs> no, it's been a really long weekend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start that over. <laughs> and that's it for the show this week. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.